Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with my world-renowned co-host, Ms. Leanne Whippen. And we've got uh, Dave and Chris and Sam running around in the back. Uh, this is the part of the show where we always say, you know, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. But here's the pitch today for that. You've got Valentine's Day coming up just a couple days after this show airs. All right? So... If you're going to do something at home and you don't want to fight with the restaurants, go out there and get yourself some nice Painted Hills um, fillets. Do that. We're going to talk about some of those things that Leanne and I will cook. Will cooks it in a microwave, so he doesn't count. But it, <laughs> but anyway, do, do yourself a favor and either get like a ribeye or uh, some fillet tenderloin if you will and that make a nice dinner we'll tell you about a couple of them and like that and also uh trim tabs pig powder we're going to tell talk more about that and later in the show because uh we have a vested interest in that don't we leanne yes we do okay anyway today's guest will homer coo of phnb that's what my notes say hey buddy how are you i'm doing good how are you doing Good. How are things in Fossil? Cold? Actually, beautiful today. Sun's shining. Uh, we're getting a little farming done already, and uh, it's been pretty darn nice. It'd be nice for you to share a little of that rain you get on your side of the state, but uh, it's okay. It beats that snow we talked about. We've talked through a time or two. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. You just bring a truck over, and we'll fill you up, dude. <laughs> just, there is, we got way too much water around oh, here. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> So what's going on in the beef business, Big Bob? Oh, well, you quit asking me. I'd rather we talk about chickens or something. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I I did this this morning. I went through and I perused the headlines in the in the beef business. Okay. Um, Headlines. uh, Fewer fewer cattle on feed. Three percent down. Yep. Uh, fewer. Uh, this is another headline. Fewer cattle on feed will lead to reduction in the beef population. No kidding. Um, but then the other one that got me was FMD, foot and mouth disease, coming in. That should actually concern people. Yeah, a little bit. It's not here yet, but down in the in the um, that Australia, just on the edge of Australia, the Philippines and that country, it's really hot, really hot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the stuff is. You don't have to just be a moo cow to transport that stuff. You know, it can can get on your shoes. It can, you know, there's all kinds of way to transfer that. And that, not to be a doomsayer because we've got Valentine's come on up and we want to hear all about the Valentine celebration and fossil, but that is concerning, truthfully. I mean, being serious for a second. What that is it? Foot and mouth disease? Yeah. 
Well, they, the cows don't like pick up their hooves and stick them in their mouth. That's not what they do. It, it's a disease that can actually devastate a herd and, and have to have them all destroyed. Barely, so does it, does barely it, like, contagious. Barely contagious. Okay. No, very, very contagious oh, very. amongst the livestock. And so, and it's got a high, I, I, you know what? I'm not a professional, Jeff. You probably know more about it than me, but I know it's very, it, it, it's, um, causes mortality, right? Yeah. So it just wipes out your numbers in a hurry kind of a thing. And so we here in the United States, we conquered it years ago and, and got it under control and they don't vaccinate for it or anything like that. But Brazil has had it in the past. And that's why historically we didn't allow any beef or anything that wasn't cooked from Brazil to come into import in the United States. Now we do because they've had it under control. It's still there but it's under control in different regions. It's kind of got out of control in the Philippines and, and it, that doesn't affect too many people. The Philippines are an importer, but they, but they, they're really close to Australia and Australia imports back and forth and Australia exports the rest of the world. And so it, there's just this real awareness to it right now, yeah. because we don't want to be a society that gets to be kind of laid back and nonchalant to a, a disease like this. That's pretty, devastating to your cattle numbers you you know we're just like jeff said we're we're dealing with the drought and the the lower cattle numbers and all these things and you're gonna see i'm getting tired talking about it because i don't i haven't seen it yet yeah and i and i'm on the verge of i'm either going to be strung out on the street as a liar or it's going to happen someday and i hate to be that person but but that shortage of cattle will cause the packer to have to reach harder to get cattle and the price that they're they'll they will pay more to the producer that'll be a great thing well they'll have to go get more from it at the store level or try to and and uh uh anyway the whole point of that is we're talking about a three percent reduction in cattle on feed uh 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 a hoof and mouth would create a far bigger hole if it went nuts if it went yeah. crazy yeah yeah but i don't think we're we're not a system anymore that's so disheveled that it would go crazy i mean we we know cattle cattle are transported there's everybody knows where they're going where they come from it can be tracked a lot cleaner than some of the folks that want to sell you on something right, right. <laughs> tell you it is you know <laughs> it's pretty clean system yeah and we have i mean i remember growing up in the horses there was uh equine encephalitis that came in from mexico hit arizona travels through mosquitoes okay and comes in and it would devastate uh wasn't always fatal but it was a it was a long slog if a, one of your horses got it to get them back into shape you know and very yeah. expensive so uh but we don't even they vaccinate against that now um and we don't have the problems with that that we did you know, 50 years ago yeah. when I was one, um, you know, that type of thing. But it is I think people just need to be aware of it. So if something did happen, it's not this big clown world su surprise on them, you know, yeah, like that. That's why I bring it up, because um, yeah. it is it could be. Uh, so just, you know, so it kills the cattle. It's not like it gets in, in the, the beef itself where we consume it as humans and get sick. Yeah. Yeah. It'll get stopped long before it'll just, there'll be death on the ranch. There'll be, it'll stay there. It won't. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It just affects supply, not human consumption. Okay. So you just have to eat more spam. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a big deal. So, um, 
we, you know, the last few times you've been on the show, you and I have kind of gotten off in the weeds and I promised we wouldn't do that today, but, uh, but it's all interesting to us, you know, but maybe not so much to, um, you know, some of the people listening to the show, although it, I think they should be aware of these things. That being said, how was 2022 overall for the beef business? Uh, the beef side was okay. We came out okay. Came out not too uh, blistered and beaten. We did get it beat beat nearly to death on feeding cattle and feeding and the purchase of a calf and put him in the feed yard and the price that we had to pay for feeding a calf to get it from 700 pounds to 1400 pounds because of the boom in corn prices due to this war stuff and all that that really hurt bad that that was a bad thing so we finished the year in a pretty pretty negative position it's it's not very friendly around here when you do that but (laughs) um and then this year starting off it's not been very good this cattle cost is really high and and the consumer is Uh, making a liar out of me again in the fact that I thought we'd see some volatility and pricing and some, some places where we could catch some uh, sales uh, in my position, Leanne, sorry, but Mm -hmm. some places where we get some value and some product rounds and, and eyes and chucks and things. I thought they would kind of spike, but they haven't, they've been flat, 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 flat. Now the, now the, the, the lover's, meat that we're going to talk about yeah, with tenderloins yeah. and ribeyes they're carrying as much of the carcass as they possibly can my god they're worth a fortune today and 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 i i don't know why the food service business i think is still strong and ribeyes are strong and tenderloins are strong but the rest of the carcass is yeah it's pretty weak so, so. your middle meats are stacking up kind of no no they're selling okay. well they're selling, but they're worth a lot of money. Like a like a tenderloin. I'm getting, you know, this gray stuff here. I've been yeah. here a long time. And I think a lot of people I know move in this position <laughs> a lot because they uh, right now, uh, uh, just a generic tenderloin is trading as a packer, as a cargill of the, of the United States sells a tenderloin for $16 a pound as a whole primal that is five to six dollars higher than probably than it was a year ago it's just it's worth a lot of money and ribeyes are three to four dollars higher than they were a year ago at this time of year ought to be begging to get rid of them i think the i think the consumer has latched on to that ribeye and i think they've stuck and and as far as walking to the counter and picking something up man they're stuck on that and that's that's good i just have 27 other items that need to find subtraction. So I, I think here's my theory on that. Ever since the tomahawk steaks have become popular, yeah. that's, that's what's keeping it out there. You know, yeah. keeping that rib on there so they can pick it up and show what a great cook they are. You know? I don't know. I think it's like, once you have it, you know, it's one of the best and yeah. you don't want to go back to something yeah. else. Yeah. Do you do you like tomahawks, Leanne? Me? No, I don't. I'm talking Leanne. Oh, of course, of course. Do you? But I don't necessarily have to have that waste of money bone. Uh, yeah, it's impressive. It's great for videos. It's great for you know a cool dinner party, and it's good for Valentine's Day because you can put two of them together and they make a heart shape. If you lay them down next, (laughs) see, look at the bone. You know, they go like this. Yeah. Yeah. But yep. um, it's just the ribeye in general, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's I, been around quite a while. Yep. 
no, I, I just think I, of course I was being a smart ass. That's my job. But, uh, cause I'm not, I'm not a big fan of tomahawks for the reason that it's, you're paying extra money for that bone, which, mm-hmm. you know, you can't really whittle down into toothpicks or anything. So, you know, it's kind of there anyway, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back with Will Homer, chief operational officer from painted Hills, natural beef. And we're going to be talking about Valentine's and what will is going to do for Valentine's day right after this. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Ms. Leanne Whippen, Hall of Famer, I might say, and Will Homer, COO of, uh, that means... uh, what is that operating officer oh is that what that means okay mm-hmm. of painted hills natural beef if you'd like to find us on social media we are all over the place as far as barbecue nation uh leanne's all over it uh you can follow me if you want that's uh cal cook 57 is actually my handle so anyway we're out there valentine's day is a big deal will for people for consumers and really? it's and because like this year it comes, I think it's Tuesday, uh, you know, some people will go do a brunch thing Sunday or they may go have a dinner. A lot of people like us, though, will probably just fix a nice dinner at home. Okay. Well, Sunday Super Bowl. Yeah, you can't do that. So that doesn't count. That's out. <laughs> that is out completely. So go Chiefs, by the way. Go Chiefs for me. Um, what do you do in Fossil? Or yeah, it used to be. Well, my kids are getting older now, so I've got to, I don't have any kids in high school and such, but it used to be that the kids somewhere along the way put a fundraiser together and they would provide a nice little quiet what they could dinner in a darkened gym with Christmas lights and, and they would work to serve you a steak. Uh, And it was kind of nice. We helped them out where we could with the beef, of course. And, and, and that was kind of nice. Now, um, food, food is difficult here in the rural country. Uh, We do have a restaurant uh, that's getting its wheels back under it. I don't know if it has an event. I haven't seen anything. We do have uh, an Elks Club that's 20 miles north of us in another small town. Um, we've got some things like that. Um, I happen to be driving my tail end off for six and a half hours to go to Whidbey Island to uh, a Valentine's event up there that somehow the uh, owner of the facility convinced Gabrielle and I that we needed to uh, spend the night talking to the customer. So we're going to go up there, have a nice dinner, I hope, and and speak to consumers, which always good for my heart because it gets rough sitting around here in my box by myself with <laughs> thinking about what's going on. But it's good to talk to people. And then we'll turn that into a week-long trip of doing the same in Seattle and then down to Portland. And and um, the, just to plug myself, my birthday's on Saturday, so we'll do a little oh, of that. And on Sunday, we go to the birthday. Eagles and then we come home from a long week's work. So going to the Eagles, huh? Yep. Business must be good. Cause I looked at those ticket prices. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to the Super Bowl game. 
No, the no, Eagles. No, I'm sorry. The the following <laughs> Sunday, the Eagles, uh, the concert in Portland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. the tri- Super Bowl's this weekend, right? Yeah. It's yeah. 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 Okay. You want to know the first time I saw the Eagles? Just real sidebar here. I oh. saw Gosh. I saw them in 1970, I think it was, yeah. 70 or 71, in the Memorial Coliseum uh, in Portland. They were the warm-up act for Joe Cocker. Yeah. Yeah. That wow. Was, that was, I then, saw the Eagles, Heart, and Little River Band in the Meadowlands. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Wow. Was, yeah, that was a good one. When you got up and left, was there a sea of, like, any green springs boone farms boone's farms bottles farm, oh boone's farm apple wine yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah that's what it was Those at the coliseum the days. they mm-hmm. turned on the lights and there was a small haze over the floor <laughs> and, and there was all these green bottles rolling around down there so <laughs> little little history there for you not that you care but it, i vaguely remember um so Really, from what you're telling us, where after the holidays, and I'm talking historically here, the the primals in uh, the tenderloin and the rib, they would kind of slow down and you would start to pick up some winter meats, some rounds, knuckles, whatever. But the prime stuff is holding fast. Yeah. Yeah, the, the middle meats are. Yeah. yeah. And, and those strip loins are starting to come back to life. There's a little bit of life in those as well so um tells me that the higher quality stuff still selling you know most all of it sells at the retail level you know that's the driver food service you just make beefs to go so far in food service that i don't know that there's a big driver there there's it's important it's important part but the tonnage side is in the retail side yeah well you know and actually up here in the Northwest, we've had a fairly mild, comparatively to other times, winter. You know, we've had a few cold days. You guys have gotten a little snow here and there, but you've not walked out and sent me pictures off your deck of four feet of snow, you know, like we've seen in the past. Yeah. Like that. It's been fairly mild. So I would think that the uh, let's have a pot roast on Sunday crowd is they're seeing mild weather they're out doing something instead of hunkering down yeah yeah that's the way i do it in -hmm. florida where leanne is you don't even have have to deal with that yeah you don't (laughs) you don't have winter you have sunday you know right (laughs) right Right. yeah so wonderful I i don't know um i i certainly uh I would never want to be in your position because you always have to be this Kreskin guy that's foreseeing the future and the, what a, I ain't no good at. It. Well, I don't Very know if anybody stressful. is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anybody is. So put on your Kreskin hat though and, and tell us what people should be looking for when they come up to Memorial Day, uh, which is the first big barbecue deal of the season and then of course you've got fourth of july are they going to see their hamburger cost go up you know 20 percent or something hope so (laughs) (laughs) well right now in the market pork is free and so 
it is, I mean, and I'm being, it is low. It is free. We can't sell any export. You know, 25% of pork in the United States is exported to China and that's all still off. So all that pork has to stay in the United States. So the price is just in the tank. So that will always kind of mash our returns in the beef side. um, If, you know, so I, 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 I don't know, but those culottes over your head are making me start. I'm drooling all <laughs> over myself here, mm-hmm. especially now you're talking about Memorial Day. You absolutely. Yeah. So um, I need a vacation. I think I don't know. I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, I'm going to give you a short one here. We're going to take a break for a couple minutes, pass there on these go. messages and be right back on Barbecue Nation on the USA Radio Networks. Hey everybody, it's JT from Barbecue Nation and my friends down at Smoky Bones have come up with a great summer special for you. For a limited time, get the Rib Feast for only $19.99. Now Rib Feast comes with a house rack, two sides, garlic bread and a drink and that's when you actually eat at the restaurant. Smoky Bones, the masters of meat, well they have about 63 locations from Illinois all the way down to Florida and they bring you fire grilled favorites and barbecue platters every day for lunch and dinner and it's great stuff. So find a Smoky Bones near you and enjoy their summer rib feast special, only $19.99. That's Smoky Bones, the masters of meat. Welcome back to uh, Barbecue Nation. Uh, I'm JT, along with Ms. Leanne Whippen and Will Homer, the Chief Operational Officer. Um, not a very good golfer, but he's a good guy when it comes to beef uh, here it's with terrible. us today. Um, and, of course, the, part of this show is always brought to you by Painted Hills Natural Beef. But we'd also want to talk about the pig powder because we got all them free hogs out there, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> Trim Tabs Pig Powder Barbecue Dry Rub was developed by Miss Leanne's father. It won yes. the coveted Best Rub on the Planet Award, used by winning pitmasters for over 30 years, and it's now available online at pigpowder.com. Uh, as I said, uh, Mr. Tab was uh, Leanne's father, and now she and her sister are at the helm of the Pig Powder Continuum out there. So mm-hmm. get your Pig Powder today at pigpowder.com. You ought to get some, Will. It's, I it's, should. Yes, it's, I should. It's I'll good. bring some out when I come and visit. Oh, good. Nice. Yeah. Well, I've, I've taken on a new uh, goal with my powders and my rubs and things, and that is that I'm no longer, I'm the guy who goes in the back of the cabinet and uses the old stuff first and I'll save my good stuff for later. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to use the good stuff first. And I even threw one away the other day that good I couldn't stand you. to use anymore. So oh I'm going to, I'm going to start using the good stuff. He still my heart. I know it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'll tell you what I did and, and, and folks don't, if if you're somebody that sent me something to try, don't be offended at this, but I get a lot of it, okay? And I have a whole cupboard full of it. In fact, Shelly put up four racks on the side of the cupboard for all this stuff. So at Christmas, I've got a friend um, up here, Ron. He's a great, great chef, and he's always – he's probably more – uh adventurous than i am at times with what he cooks 
So I, I went into the spice cupboard and I got this box and I just filled it up with all the stuff that I hadn't tried yet and, and different sauces and rubs and things like that. And that was one of his Christmas presents. There you go. I'm not sure he was overly impressed with that when he opened it up, but I know. I have a feeling that you're not going to be getting many more dry rubs in the mail. Probably probably not. (laughs) I do. I do try to try as many as I can, but you know, you just. I do. And you know what I do? Because I don't want to, you know, use something on a big cut of meat, whatever is. I always test them and I'll do like six different rubs at a time because I like to try them side by side, but I do want chicken wings in my air fryer with the yeah. rubs on it. And those are my little testing zones. Nice. Yeah, and that's, very, that's well. a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. I also found out the other day that, uh, you know, uh, we were talking before the show about potatoes and rice and stuff. Those little pre-pressed uh, hash brown patties like you get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, McDogs when you go through the drive-thru mm-hmm. the air fryer is really good on those too I bought a couple packages the other day at Wally World and I seasoned them up and put them in the air fryer and they were great you are so enjoying your little holiday gift aren't you I am I, That's I am good. I'm I, glad to hear that I'm probably using it at least four times a week right now I use it almost every day yeah well mm-hmm. we we do take out a lot too because you get tired of cooking anyway mm-hmm. Regardless of that, um, we've got the uh, we've got Valentine's Day coming coming up, as I said. And if you're going to cook at home, I'm going to tell you right now what one of my favorite meals that I make. And it seems to be OK because I'm still married. You're still uh, married. Yeah. yeah um, I like to do a filet. I like to make a crab. I use Dungeness crab because that's where I'm from. Uh, mm-hmm. Cream sauce. And I roast some red potatoes with rosemary and a little basil, salt and pepper on them. And then I do some asparagus and I make, uh, put that cream sauce a bit on the asparagus and a little bit on just a, with a couple of claw clumps, if you will, on top of the uh, filet. Looks good. Tastes great. Uh, I won't say it's less filling because that would be a lie, but it, uh, that's kind of a semi-tradition around here that I make that on Valentine's when we don't go out. Your turn. My turn? Yeah. Oh, so I will take a filet because they tend to be kind of thick and I'll pound it down so that it's about, I don't know, three quarters of an inch maybe. And I wrap it in bacon and then I make a green peppercorn cream sauce. Ooh, Okay. Green peppercorns are a pain in the neck to find, though. I read something recently where you can sub them out for capers. I have not done that, but it's inter- it's an interesting thought. I love But capers. I just like a filet also, salt and pepper only, and um, on the grill. And then I like making compound butters, like with blue cheese or whatever, and just mm. throw it on there when it comes off the grill, and it melty, melty, and it's so good on top. Simple, very good. What do you serve as sides with that? Um. Well, I, I'm considering this year of doing au gratin potatoes because I feel like that goes really well. And I always like, you know, asparagus. But another thing that I really like are um, artichokes. So maybe some artichokes. Not a fan. Of artichokes. Yeah. I know it's a love-hate thing for a lot of people, but I do like them. We kind of do them when they're seasonal. Yes. Do them. You do, 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 and then you're done. Yeah. 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 I just, it's like a turkey. You don't think about doing a turkey very often either. 
Yeah. Well, do maybe. I, uh, uh, do I have to do I have to explain to Leanne what seasonal means? That means that I'm farther from the growing place. It only comes once in a while. Right. Right. <laughs> Down She's, in Florida, you probably got your pick, right? It grows all the time. Well, no, not necessarily, because most of them do come from California. They are yeah, that's right. And you yep. know when they're in season because they're giant and beautiful. And when they yep. aren't, they're expensive and small. And that's it. You got it. I shouldn't well, say anything that I'm closer than she is. Yeah. <laughs> well, seasonal and fossil means like Tuesday or July. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know that's what that means. So, Mr. Homer, what do you yes. like to cook when you have to cook? Uh, for like valentine's day oh probably just a simple steak whatever we have mm. in the freezer here and 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 again i'm just drooling over those culottes over your head because <laughs> i'm just you know if i a, a smart shopper's gonna go into their butcher and they're gonna say hey you got any of those caps off those top sirloins because somehow that piece of meat even though it's the tail end of the top round up over the top of the back end of the steer is absolutely delicious i i am mm -hmm. you you two are both artists and you two both recognize the tops uh, the 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 filet for what it is and to me the filet is a very tender very blank piece of slate that you get to create something with i am not that artist so I go searching for a piece of meat that's got that nice, got some great flavor to it. And I'll put a little salt pepper on it. Makes me look good. Yeah. So that's. I agree with you. And quite frankly, when I go to a restaurant, I will never, ever, ever order a filet. I will. As a matter of fact, I'm lucky if I eat filet or buy a filet one time a year. Yeah. It's just not my thing. One yeah. time I remember I we like were late that. coming home from a basketball game and Gabrielle threw one in a frying pan and salt and pepper and garlic and crisped it up on the outside. And mm -hmm. I still remember that as the best filet I ever ate at home yeah. because it's it's for the chef. It's for the chef to show their uh, their talent, really. I, I And I'm glad that they still fight over it and the value is as high as it is, but it's not it's just not for me. So I, I have an old school status symbol too. Yeah, yes, yeah. very much. Mm -hmm. um, so here's an observation that's combined into a question. When you go to your chef supply store, your your wholesaler, we have it up here. I'll just say it used to be called cash and carry. Now it's the chef stores and U.S. foods. And what God has changed so much in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. I've kind of lost track you can go in there and they will have great big uh full tenderloins mm -hmm. but some of them are actually bull meat they're not like off a steer that will sells some of these are just off because they're, well, they're huge. Well, the weight of it yeah doesn't that determine so uh, let me ask well let me ask no. you this question so oh that no oh no jeff you're going the wrong way it, just because it's huge doesn't mean it's a bull. Well, I actually had a couple of butchers tell me that because they said they were saying this and they said that you got to I mean, these guys are serious about their stuff. So you got to watch the market. And if they're and if they're dumping a bunch of old cows locally and they went through this whole thing. And but some of these, I mean, I bought one once and for a catering gig because we were yeah. short. And it was tougher. I mean, I actually tried a piece. It was tougher. It didn't have the flavor of, of course, Painted Hills natural beef. Yeah. But what should people be looking for when they 
if they go into not at retail, you go in, it's all trimmed up. It looks all pretty and it's ready yeah. to go. And they're not very big. But when you go to the chef store, these things can weigh, you know, 15 pounds type thing. So well, you want to make sure you got the graded box, right? The choice right. box or the prime box, whatever you're looking for, because that'll give you a, typically a young animal, a fed steer, fed heifer, whatever that is. And then and then uh, and then find one that's trimmed up. Different plants use different techniques, right? So different plants have different specs. And so find one that's trimmed as best you can get uh, to what you think. You don't you just don't want to cut stuff off and throw it away when you get home. Right. So that's what I would do. A, a food service guy. Now he will, he will have to meet the needs of his customer. And here in the Northwest, uh, his customer night might need a full six ounce top sirloin cut and delivered to him for $2 a pound, which is crazy, but he can get that because he'll get that out of central, uh, central California in one of those dairy plants, those cow plants yep. and, and the product can, they'll do what they need to do. So mm-hmm. it's, it's all available. It, anything in between it fits, they got beef to fit every budget. <laughs> well, we're going to, sorry, Leanne, did you have something to, well, we got to take a break, well, but we'll pick yeah, that I'll, up. On I'll, the I'll get you on the, the okay. when we're on back the from the break. Okay. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back and discuss more of what to look for if you're buying uh, something for Valentine's Day to cook right after this. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. Today we've got Will Homer, the uh, Chief Operational Officer, uh, with us. Next week we're going to have Adrian Miller, the Soul Food Scholar, we'll back. Love with him. Us. Yep, he's going to be with us. Yeah, I'm going to let you run that whole interview. So I'm just going to sit back sure, and watch. I would okay. Love to. So we were talking before we went to the break about uh, plays, what to look for versus, you know, Will gave you some great tips if you're buying like the whole piece. You, you you would have no idea if you were at the grocery store once they're cut and they're, you know, they've got shrink wrap on they're them or whatever. Prettied up. They're all prettied up. You have no idea. But if you're going to go out to a wholesaler and buy something, then there's some things to look for. And Miss Leanne had a comment or question. So I consider myself not well-versed on fillets per se, because I don't buy them very much. So I decided I'm going to make them for Valentine's Day. And what I did last night is I was doing my smart shopping and I Googled filet mignon on sale stores, like where to buy. And it popped up and it showed me all of the different shops. You know, it showed Sam's Club, I, $17.92 a pound. Anyway, I found this food service company that has a store in St. Pete and it was only $9.97 a pound. So I go and I look at their website and it said that the pieces, it was whole, it wasn't cut, um, weighed 4.5 pounds. And I thought, wow, that seems awfully small. And I would think that the diameter would be small, almost like a pork tenderloin, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? I was going to order it online. I said, I'm going to have to drive to St. Pete and look at this thing. So that's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. Good. But 
my question is when we were talking about the sizes, doesn't that seem like small? Yes. That's that's right. either uh does that make it any better or any worse? No, it's Australian or it's cow meat or it's something different. You're not comparing apples to apples at all. You're so you're, you're saving me else. a trip to St. Pete, you're saying. <laughs> the national average of carcasses are 850 pounds. I can't tell you what percentage of tenderloin is to that, but everything's done by statistics. It's 2.3% or whatever. You can just basically just write it on a wall. And so when somebody's out there doing something like that, uh, yeah. Yeah. Be wary. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Uh, also, I wouldn't think it would do very well to, if you're going to do like a Chateaubriand type of whole presentation. So, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, All I right. Well, that so. was that. And and it seems as if filet really doesn't have that much marbling as much as a ribeye. No. So do you think there's a real difference in um, whether you buy prime or choice in a filet? I I have primes to sell, so I have to tell you, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, maybe you have those to sell because people are buying the choice because they're just as good. <laughs> one of the first one of the first lessons I got as I sat here 20 years ago now was a food service guy in California who wanted to do the never ever natural thing. He wanted to test that out, but he there was no reason in the world why he wanted to buy a choice tenderloin because the selects people didn't know the difference. And I had another grocer in uh, Portland who did the same thing, who lined all the meat up and everything. But when it came to the tenderloin, you'd go down the line and it'd be $15.99. This is quite a long time ago. $15.99 for a rib and $10.99 for a top sirloin and $9.99 for fillets mm. because he went to the cow guy and got them from the cow guy because he says, well, they're fillets. What do you, what's it right. matter? They don't taste. They don't, as a matter of fact, they do taste in a cow. They taste, they taste like old meat, but that, that's just, I think that's, filet kind of tastes livery to me. Yeah. Well, that's probably the old ones. <laughs> great. Great. Okay. Uh, doing well on the filet here. Okay. Oh, see, I don't have I that. I think I might so. be switching uh, and doing ribeyes <laughs> instead. <laughs> I, I think ribeyes are a better value oh, across the board as a consumer. When I can put a ribeye on a plate and, and like you said, kind of apples to oranges, but when I can put a 12 ounce ribeye on a plate uh -huh. for just make up a number, cause it won't be real, but $15 uh -huh. versus a five or six ounce filet on a plate for 15, $16. I think uh -huh. it's a better value. And I, I do like filets, but I think ribeyes, you know, spinellus, the whole thing, whatever, however you want to present it, cook it. That's your business. I think it just adds more flavor. Yeah. That's on me. the beef side, we're running into a problem with the cattle getting so big. Now the opposite side of the deal is the ribeyes getting so big that that 15 ounce ribeye is paper thin. You had to right. burn right. it and get it off of there. And and everybody would love to see that big two inch thick 12 ounce ribeye really you know, right you're 100 percent right because i have been to two restaurants recently and uh i didn't want the pasta so i got the ribeye and man it filled the plate but it was thin as could be and yeah. so they couldn't get that nice exterior without overcooking the inside kind of yeah. thing so you're right i have seen them take up more of the plate and they aren't as thick hmm. yep yeah 
Well, that's you know, like I said, that's just me, but it's uh, after you've done this stuff for so long, uh, I remember, you know, like being in college and had my first credit card and I could order, take a date and order fillets. You know, oh boy, that was a big. You did deal. that in college. I, yeah. I was lucky to eat popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I worked three jobs while I was going to school. So, plus when I was in California, the bills came back to Oregon. So it- <laughs> there you go. So that always worked out, you know. But Both- if you noticed, Will, yes, both Jeff and I said that we would both put a cream sauce on our filet. And like yep. you said, it it's almost like you got to add something to it to just, I don't know. It yeah. just doesn't have the flavor of ribeye. So, yep. well, if you look even on, even on TV, like when they are um, uh, promoting say a casino or something like that, you'll watch them and they're doing, you know, pan seared and they're, and they're, uh-huh. um, dripping some sort of sauce that's in the pan over it. And mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty, it's very effective in the ads and stuff. But like you said, they are still putting something on it and not just mm-hmm. like, here's, you know, here's a filet, here's a baked mm-hmm. potato, here's some green beans or asparagus or whatever. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Cause it right. doesn't, it's not that sexy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think you have to do that. You have to put mm-hmm. that uh, stuff. Okay. Leanne, do you know why they call it fossil? Because they found fossils there? Yeah, there's a great big fossil bed around there. It's not just right there. Up behind the high school, you can go dig fossils if you want. Yep. Of oh, that. So that or it was the town of fossil of fossil clothing. You know, that's where it was. No, no they never came it. to buy us. Remember when all those outfits were buying those towns? Yep. I thought they'd come to fossil, but they couldn't eat. They not even them. They could find us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So if Will, if I, um, Will's going to stick around for after hours. That's going to be fun today. And Miss Leanne and I, of course, will be there. But Will, thank you mm-hmm. for being on the yeah. show yes, again. Yes, thank it's you. Al- always uh, interesting and entertaining. Um, don't forget, we've got Adrian Miller coming up next week. And as we always say here, turn it, don't burn it. Want you all to take care and have a great Valentine's Day. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.